Good morning. How are we all? I am going to continue our emotions uh, series. I'm going to talk about love. Who's feeling the love this morning? Few people. Not many. Wow. I thought the sun was meant to make everybody feel in love. No. No, it's too hot. Get away from me. I don't want to hug. It's too hot. Um, so you may be sitting there thinking, what's this 50-year-old guy going to talk about to tell me about love today? Especially as last weekend, I lost my wedding ring. It's somewhere on the services um, station up north, and yeah, I've lost it. But One of those things. We move on. Um, I'm going to hopefully just talk about love this morning, and I want us to start, I'm going to be talking a little bit later in uh, the year of love part two, but I'm not going to be talking about, as one person said, love. I'm not talking about that kind of love today. Um, Who knows? Maybe one day. We'll see. Some, did you know that over a hundred million songs have been written about love? And I just want to throw out a few next lines to you. So here there are eight bars of chocolate. And if you get the next line to this love song, then you can come and pick yourself a chocolate. There's only two types. There's Mars bars or crunchies. So there we go. And I'm sorry if I choose that the wrong person's got the wrong, but hey, it's a game and it's a small bar of chocolate. And if you've really got an issue with me giving it to somebody else, then see me after the meeting and um, I'll tell you get over it. Um, So let's have the first one. So it's whoever, she loves me, you. Megan sang in tune. So Megan, go on, grab a thing. The next one is really simple. When I fall in love, Rachel White definitely got that one. Next one, it's a little bit longer. Opposites attract. It's physical, only logical. You must try to ignore that it means more than that. (laughs) No. It's a Tina Turner track. No. No, not simply the best. Sing it, not a chance. Oh, you do know this one. Well, I'll just have it then. What's love got to do with it? Kemi, did you get that? Come on then, Kemi. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Okay. Next one. And so I'll go, and yet I know I'll think of you each step of the way. That's definitely to you, Lynn. Come and grab a chocolate bar, Lynn. No, you've ran away. It's this way. Yeah, Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston. Um, Next one. I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Without a shadow of a doubt, Owen. Well done. Next one. There's three left. Till we both know what we've lost, never say the words we did before when it was over. 
No, not quite. It's take that. Give it that. Come on then. Come on, Daniel. Come grab a chocolate bar. It was take that, and it is love ain't here anymore. I found a love for me. My wife's got that one, so I'll give you that one. Ed Sheeran. Uh, oh, darling, just dive right in and follow my lead. Perfect. Final one. And you come to me on a summer breeze, keep me warm in your love, then you softly leave, and it's me you need to show. Jan, well done. Come on, Jan. Oh, it's all the way over here. <laughs> I just had to, do you know any new ones? I don't. <laughs> okay, keeping in the theme of love and songs and movies. Which man has ever sat through a rom-com with their beloved? Just me? Just one or two people. A romantic comedy, one of those films where you know what's going to happen. They hate each other, they love each other, they hate each other, they love each other, they hate each other. Eventually, they'll love each other forever until the second film comes out and they'll realise that they're not meant to be together at all. What was the highest grossing romantic comedy film to date? Anybody got any idea? I was shocked when I saw this. Love Actually, no. Shrek. <laughs> I've never seen it as a romantic comedy, but I suppose so. No, not Bridget Jones. Avatar, Avatar no, no. It was, in fact, my big, fat Greek wedding. Who'd have thought it? Yet, it took over £241 million. I didn't enjoy it myself. Weddings in the UK, spent on weddings in the UK, £14.7 billion each year. Love is an expensive business. Did you know on Valentine's Day, just one day in the UK, approximately £1.45 billion is spent declaring their love? I thought you meant to do that every day. Johann Wolfgang, a guy, said this, love does not dominate, it cultivates. The creator of Peanuts says, all you need is love, but a little chocolate now and then doesn't hurt as well. That's why I'm giving you chocolate. Um, so why does love supposedly make the world go round? What is love? Did you know that certain things happen to your body when you're in love? I will explain that. <laughs> when you're in love, you feel a sense of euphoria. You get giddy. And that's because dopamine is released into your body. Now, there is a little story about this, about myself and my wife. We had a friend who started to go out with uh, another one of our friends. And he said to me and, and Kath, he said, 
I just can't get over how excited I am when I'm with her. I just can't believe that I'm, event- I'm actually going out with her. And Kat turned around to him and said, oh, don't worry, it'll wear off. True, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, simply thinking about that person releases this chemical into your body and it gives you a sense of excitement and euphoria. Did you know there's also something called the love hormone? Yeah. This love hormone boosts feelings of attachment, safety, and trust. And it's called oxytocin. And this goes on. As you continue in your relationship, this is the one that tends to override uh, the dopamine. So it becomes a sense of long-lasting love. So that's the love hormone. So love. We love all kinds of things. I love my wife, which is obvious. I know why I love her. I love my kids. It's not always that obvious why I bother loving them, but, you know. I love pistachio ice cream. Who's with me? Pistachio ice cream. Love it. Absolutely love it. You were asked a question before I got up. What things, not people, because everybody says, oh, my family, this, that, the other. What things do you love? What were the things that you talked about? PlayStation. PlayStation. Food was over there. Fishing. Fishing tackle or just fishing? Both. Okay. Sunshine. Holidays. Flowers. So we, we love all kinds of different weird and wonderful things. There's something going over there. I'm glad I didn't hear whatever was said. But how can you effectively love your husband or your wife or your children or your mum, your dad, your this, your that, the other, and then you love a pair of shoes. I've never said I love a pair of shoes. I like shoes, but I don't love shoes. Or I love that handbag or I love that man bag or I love that football team and I love this and I love that. I love Stoke City, but not the same way that I love my wife. What is love all about? Where does it come from? Why do we have this thing called love that makes us go all warm and fuzzy? What does the Bible say about love? Does love have an age limit? Yes, children, it does. Not before you're 16, full stop, end of. And only if mum and dad say yes, that's okay, because they're a lovely person. Um, Jesus talks to some religious leaders of the day. And they're questioning him in Matthew um, 22. And they're saying to him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, all through Matthew 22, the religious leaders of the day try to trick Jesus. And, And here they're asking him, out of 613 laws that are recorded in the Old Testament, that's the first part of the Bible, Which of those 613 laws are the most important? Now, some of those laws were pretty strange. Leviticus 11 tells us not to eat owls and a few other birds. 
but not to, and specifically, don't eat owls. So that's my Sunday lunch out the window. Because I said to Kath the other day, I want, I want a lovely tawny owl for lunch. So that, there we go. Leviticus 19.28 says, don't get tattoos. Forget about that one. Um, Deuteronomy 22 verse 8 says, don't let anybody fall off your roof. They had flat roofs then. So I can't imagine somebody jumping up on my roof. There are some weird and wonderful laws in the Old Testament. And Jesus knew these laws. And he knew that the religious leaders were trying to trick him. So what he does is he answers with this. Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love the Lord your God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. How can I talk about love without first and foremost starting there? Love the Lord your God with all your heart. At the age of 15, I went to a summer youth camp with church. Great Woolstead, down in Sussex, 350 other young people there. At the age of 15, my decision towards the middle part of that week was to love the Lord my God. And 35 years on, I'm still doing that. That's nothing because of me, it's because of his faithfulness and his love towards me. I got to a point in my life when I said to myself, do you know what? There's something that this God of love has for me, a depth of love that I've never experienced anywhere else, from anyone else. And it was at this point in my life I decided to put that scripture into practice to love the Lord, my God. Sometimes I get it right. Sometimes I get it very, very wrong. But God loves me. Culture today tells you that you can't love anybody until you learn to love yourself. Culture today tells you that you have to find yourself first. Culture today tells you that we have to be true to ourselves. Culture today says you have to find the love in yourself first. Whitney Houston sang, the greatest love of all is learning to love yourself. Again, I will not sing it. There's an element of truth in all of that stuff. However, that in and of itself is not enough. The Bible says this in 1 John 4. <clears throat> says, 
God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. The source of love is God. The source of our love has to be rooted and found in God. God is love. First and foremost, God is love. 1 John 4 goes on to say this. We love because he first loved us. You see, at the age of 15, I didn't know what love was. I didn't understand what love was. The age of 15, love that was portrayed in the media was this erotic sex thing that was going on. But that wasn't love. Love is pure. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. It's not self-seeking. Perhaps I'll go on to talk about that another time, but I haven't got time to do that today. The source of love that I discovered at the age of 15 was that first and foremost, God is love. And God first loved me. Even before I gave a second thought to God, God loved me. God had put a plan in place for my life. Love comes from accepting that God is love. And we are loved by God. The source of our love, that pure love that everybody is searching for, is found in God, first and foremost. What about the signs of love? I show my love in different ways. I put on marigolds sometimes and wash the dishes. That's ways that I show my love to my wife. I fold and sort my kids' underwear. I don't fold them. I kind of do. I don't turn them inside out. They are clean. It's after we've washed them. My love has to have actions. It has to have words. In the same way that my love for Kath has words, my love for God also has to have actions. We are told to love God with all of our heart. The Bible is written in two or three different languages. Two of those are Hebrew and Greek. And the word for heart in both of those has something central to it all. And it says the heart, the heart is the middle or the center of you, that which comes from within you. It is at our very core. That's why when we talk about love, you sense, tell somebody you love, there's the, the heart sign is there. At our very core, we want to be loved. And we also want to love somebody else. It's your thoughts, it's your feelings, it's your inclinations, it's your, the understanding, it's the actions, it's the things that you are at your very core. In the Old Testament, we're instructed how we need to take care of this thing called our heart and why. Proverbs 4.23 says this, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Everything that you do flows from your heart. If you live in God and God lives in you, 
then love should follow. Love should come out. It should be evident. Jesus goes on to explain this a little bit further in Luke 6, verse 45. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. When you love God, your heart will be full of that love for him and for others. It will be evident. Now, you could say to me, Sean, that's easy. You work at church, and everybody in church is lovely. All your co-workers are lovely. They're easy to love. Which is true, obviously. It is. It's true. But there was a time when I didn't work in church, and 2012, 2013, I worked in Manchester. And my first day over there, we all uh, stopped for break around about 10.30 so we could go listen to Ken Bruce and Popmaster. Who listens to Ken Bruce on BBC Two, Popmaster? Just a few people. Great. I love to be relevant. Um, I don't normally, and this is the first time I ever heard of it, just so that you know, it's not something I listen to every day. And anyway... um, So we're all sitting there. This is my first day, and I'm surrounded by builders, painters, decorators, uh, you name it. Their language was blue, um, to say the least. And I was the new guy. So they turned to me and said, so Sean, what did you used to do? And I'm like, okay, God, what am I going to say? Because there's there's two things I could have said. One was... Well, I used, I used to work for a school because I was doing that before I came and worked at this place. So I could have said, oh, I was, I was helping a caretaker doing some work around there and doing some odd jobs for friends and family. Or the actual truth was, because I only did that for about six weeks, the actual truth was I used to lead a church down in Stoke. And I'm sitting amongst all these builders whose, like I say, lives were interesting. And I'm like, God, what am I going to say? And I just said, well, I used to lead a church down in Stoke. Let's just say the language didn't stop. Most people swore and said, you're having a joke. But over those 12 months that I was there, because I took that step of faith and and shared what I actually did, two years later after I left that job, somebody rang me up one Tuesday morning and said to me, and he was one of those guys sitting around having coffee, and said, Sean, I just thought you might like to know that on Sunday I got baptised. It's nothing because of me. It was just because I was faithful to what God had asked me to do. And I just shared who I was across those 12 months that I was with these guys. And time and time again, they came to me asking for prayer, this, that, and the other. If you love God... It will come out of you. It has to come out of you in the same way that my actions do about loving my family, my wife. If we have, D.L. Moody said this, if we have got the true love of God shared abroad in our hearts, we will show it in our lives. We will not have to go up and down the earth, proclaiming it, we will show it in everything we say and everything 
we do. That love that God has placed within us has to be evident. We have to show it. We have to share it. We have to say it. We have to show it practically. So, in conclusion, what am I trying to say this morning? <laughs> when I thought about preaching about love, there were so many different ways I could have gone, but I had to start with love the Lord your God with all your heart. Love the Lord your God with all your heart. But you have to make God yours. You have to make God yours. And that is your starting point. That is our starting point. This morning, have you made God yours? Online today, have you made God yours? God is longing to be your God. And that has to be our starting point. But maybe you've done that already. But maybe things have just got in the way. I want to just share just something from Ephesians 3, 16 to 19. It says this, and it's Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being, just read these next few words with me that are underlined, rooted and established in love. Rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. To grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the, to the measure of all the fullness of God. God is love. If you take nothing else away today, hear that. God is love. And if you've been struggling over these past few days and weeks and months to be able to share, to show your love for God, get back to basics. Understand that you are loved by God. We can love because God first loved us. Can the band just make their way back for me, please? But it starts by God, you making God your Lord. And then when you struggle, make sure that you are rooted and established in God, in his love. God's love today is high, is wide, is deep. It is all-encompassing. It is who he is at his very core. Today, God loves you. Let's learn to show our love back to God today. Because once you do, it is so refreshing for you for those around you, and it brings life to all of us and others. Amen.